Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the podcast. Good to hear that music, man. That lets me know that we're getting back to where we should be in the podcasting game. Now, first off, I want to say thank you to Willa and Janelle for holding it down last week. Now, believe it or not, folks, I'm not impeccable. I get sick just like everybody else. First time I had flu-like symptoms in about two years. I don't normally get sick, runny noses, all that kind of stuff that can hold somebody down. It's hard for me to convince my mother when I was a young child that I was actually sick if I could stay home because she already knew to get down. Narcy don't get sick too often. But last Sunday was the start of it, and I was out till about Wednesday afternoon losing my mind, staying indoors for so long and not doing anything. That really bothered me. And then... You know, I joined the Willa and Wilt show on Wednesday, and Will act like I'm fake being sick or something like that. I, I never told a lie in my life, unless we're talking about some blueberries and cherries. That's a whole other story. But it feels good to be back to 100%. I've been really enjoying it, getting back in the gym after taking a few days off and just getting everything straightened out the way it should be. Oh, man. I was happy... You know, man, with the with the boxing that we had this past weekend, Jesus Christ, I was beyond excited for everything that was coming on Showtime. Mm, not so much on the same level, but I was excited to see the fights that were on Premier Boxing Champions. Yeah, Abner Mars and Leo Santa Cruz, a.k.a. King of L.A., as he was once called before on a show. I can't remember this quite the name of what it was, but had me and a few of the buddies on there that uh, remember that name. But man, I was I was I was hyped for this fight that happened this week, man. This uh, the Showtime card was stacked, and and I was all in on it. I had to leave after watching some college football and just just getting in the mix. But shit, man, I got to talk about it with my guy because I know he was as hyped for it as I was. Is there was a representative from Houston, Texas, that put on tremendously that night. We'll get to that. But gotta, I got to go to my guy, Willa the King. You already know what it is. Willa, Houston, Texas, what's going on, my man? Oh, man, same shit, different day, man. You know, just living life one day at a time, making it happen. Um, yeah, like you said, great weekend of boxing. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Ah, uh, shit. I mean, I'm doing fine, by the way, Willa, if you're worried about if I'm feeling any better. But 
I knew you were going to ask me oh. that anyway, so that's why I, that's why I just got it out the way in the first place. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. It's a, uh, just to shoot the shit a little bit before we get into boxing. Are you uh, starting to buy into the Deshaun Watson hype train that's going on out there, my guy? Because uh, the boy's making some noise out there, repping for your team, the, the Texans, man. Yeah, representing for Houston's team. Um, I am a Houston guy, not necessarily my team, though. But, yeah, Watson, he's he's looking like the real deal, man. Very poised when it's winning time. Um, you know, he showed that in college. He's just taking that next step. So, yeah. Hey, I'm looking forward to watching them for years coming on, man. So, yeah, I would say I'm on the hype train, but I don't know if it's a hype train. He's proven, you know. It's just one year, though, but, you know, he's he's showing that when it's money time, he's he's down to get his, and, and that's really what you want to see in a young quarterback, man. So, you know, you can get your fundamentals and everything else together, but to be a killer, you know, that's something that you, you either are or you aren't, and he's shown that he is. So, you know, now the next step is – uh you know, to start winning some playoff games. So we'll see how it goes. The league is up in the air this year. I don't think we're ready for it, but in a few years, I think uh, Houston will be, you know, a legit contender with Watson at the at the helm. Yeah, he's definitely looking like one of those young stars coming up. And, uh, yeah, I just say hype train, hype train because it is his first year. And uh, look at Derek Carr after looking unstoppable last year. Your Raiders, is, or not your Raiders, but out there, Raider fans, y'all right back to being trash. Welcome back to reality. Anyways, let's get to boxing. Uh, we had a great Showtime card coming up uh, that we want to speak on. Man, I mean, you had Jared Hurd in there. I mean, I always like Hurd, and he's one guy that I was definitely looking forward to seeing him fight. I mean, um, going in there with a guy like Austin Trout, Austin Trout, to me, with that long layoff, there was just no way – that he was going to be much com- – I mean, I didn't, he, he surprised me. He was a, a lot better of a boxer than, uh, than I remember him being. Uh forget which camp he's been working out in where supposedly he's been getting taught how to box with some sort of fast twitch or something like that that somebody mentioned to me. But Austin Trout, nonetheless, looked, uh, looked really good in the first few rounds. Um, and, and, you know, Jared Hurd found out that it's – not as easy to defend the title. I'm not saying it was easy to win it, but it is very tough to defend the title. Nonetheless, when you got a, a, a solid opposition in front of you, you know when you when you get in the ring with some of these guys like Austin Trout, who's battle tested, who's been in the ring with a, a, a lot of fighters, and some would even say that Austin Trout would be, uh, beat Canelo when they met. Uh, you get a lot of casual talk that would say, "Oh, but Canelo dropped him." That don't matter. Um, me personally. Uh, I thought it was a close fight, but I, I thought Canelo edged that fight, even though there's a lot of people out there that want to give the um, that being Canelo one of his first losses. Uh, neither, neither here nor there. But definitely a good fight to start things off. I mean, the crowd was hype. I mean, Barclays, they had everybody out there, man. The stars was out. And to start the fight off the way that it was, you just knew that it wasn't going to go 12 rounds. And, I mean, it was a, uh, an amazing fight, man. Uh, a very good title defense for Jared Hurd. You know, they try, to, they try to hound him at the end of the fight about, oh, who you want to fight next, all this this and that. We know it's an a, a entire card for the weight class. And, you know, people just want to get, uh, get things going after this as soon as possible. I mean, 
he's looking at either the two guys that was in front of him in the card. So, uh, but Willa, what'd you think about this fight, man? Did you think that Austin Trout had a chance? Cause I thought it was no doubt that Trout was going to uh, end up looking like Bambi on ice. Well, yeah, we'll start it off by saying, Hey, we appreciate you listening to the show last week, which you obviously didn't. I had Trout winning just because I don't think Hurt is the real deal. Um, He's just a big dude with no boxing skills. Does he have power? We thought he had power, but I mean, I guess he stopped. He stopped the old tired Trout. Um, Trout looked good at the at the beginning, um, but this guy heard looked like he walks around at 180, 85 pounds. Uh, he just couldn't handle it. Trout got tired, started getting beat up. Was it a bad stoppage? No, not necessarily. I think Trout would have went the whole the whole um the whole fight and you know, in fact it could have been a draw. I had I really I had uh Trout winning at least six of the first seven rounds, maybe all seven of the of them, but then he just started getting beat up and uh so maybe if he would have lasted longer he could have won the fight. He was showing that he was the better boxer. Her doesn't have any skills. Her skills being the big dude that could take punishment. And I and and throw haze. I guess I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if they were haymakers necessarily because Trout didn't go down. He just got beat up and he didn't quit. The uh, the ref or the doctor stopped the fight. So you know, just the old man Trout who's only like thirty three, but I guess we we'll call. It, I think he's only like thirty three, thirty four. He just couldn't last in there with the young dog, with the young big dog, and you know, no, uh, you know, no ill will towards Trout. He did a pretty good job. He just was too small and too old in there. So, you know, uh, her, again, I'm not really impressed with him. Uh, I never really was. And that just proved to me, again, if he can, if somebody can punch him or if, if the guy's hitting harder than Trout was, Trout isn't a knockout artist. So anybody with any decent kind of boxing skills and some power is going to drop her. He doesn't want either Charlo or Laura. That would be uh, um, that's a mismatch. Well, first off, I did listen to the show up until the point where you and Janelle got lost talking about the Klitschko brothers, but that's you know there. I was out of it. I didn't feel too good, and I was listening to the show as much as I could. But you know, I was all medicated. I had about two bottles of Nyquil in three days, and I was a damn zombie. All right, so uh, I, I do listen to you guys' show, even when y'all and Janelle did it last time. So. Um, oh, yeah, and speaking of that, you started off the show by talking about us being Nash and Hall. Why well, I got to be the, the guy who's a, a loose cannon and just be off top, always out places, all drunk and, and, and ballistic and losing his mind. Like, okay, I get it maybe because you are a little bit taller than me. You can't be Nash, but you, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, see, I do listen to show you. If I didn't, I wouldn't remember that there, huh? But nonetheless, it's, it's, it's still tag team champions of the world, Craig. Hey, hey, what, hey, like, like I said, man. Hey, I'm just keeping it 100 out there. We've known you've been known to miss shows because you're inebriated, um, multiple shows. You know, so I mean, but it is what it is. But like you said, we're still champions. We're still tag team champions. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. We're gonna hold it down. But we just gotta keep it one hundred, you know. So you know, you know, it is what it is, man. That's what gets us fight. I was sick, bro. You know, that's what gets us fight. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was yeah. sick. Yeah, I was, yeah, that was, I was one sick of, as that a was dog. One hey, like they say, man, if 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 two out of the three times you're inebriated, then you say you're sick. We don't uh, we don't believe you, though. We don't believe that you were sick, man. You were probably out there I'm drinking just, all night. And, and nope, and, and forgot and forgot what was going on. You know, nothing nah, like it had to happen that's before. That's not true. I will post a picture of me in a hospital bed on the on the Grand Boxing fan page for those who don't believe me and think Will is just catching me on a slip tip. If I'm sick, I say I'm sick. That's what it is. I'm sick. I I don't lie to nobody, but it's all good in the hood, man. I feel 100 percent better now. And then last time, yeah, that was just because I was at a wrestling event. And um, yeah, that time I did have a mm. too much, and you couldn't wait a day for me. So you and Janelle, you was like, you and Janelle was like uh, uh, X Pop or no, hey, like Booker T when he was in NWO. Hey, RC. RC, Yo. Sunday is our day, dog. So Sunday is our day. That's, that's that's our day. It ain't Monday. So we missed yesterday. Also, are we going to tell the people why uh, we yesterday. missed yesterday? If we're, if we're keeping it one hundred, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, I had a powerful cookie. I wasn't ready for the effects of this cookie that I did not know uh, had certain <laughs> mixtures to it. So, so uh, times, that, was, right? that, was, that was early in the day. I think we just need to get back to going off early like we used to over at the other show because when it's just too far in the day, sometimes things can happen. But it's, it, it's Sunday's not our day. Sunday's the Lord's day. Come on now. Hey, it's everybody's day, though. <laughs> hey, well, hey, all I'm saying is, hey, man, you know, we're here for you. You know, Janelle's got, Janelle came through. Um, you know, we had a good show. So we're, we're here for you. It is what it is. Sometimes you got to go win the uh, the, the world <laughs> championship belt by yourself. It's not always tag to It is what it is, man. Matter of fact, when I was out in sleep, I was sleep <laughs> just like Amir Lubin was. When, Jamar, when Jamel Charlo put that hit on him, with a little hook uppercut coming through. Let's get straight to it, man. That boy, Mel Charlo, represent Houston. Looked like he was in there all business. Got a mirror lube and talking all that noise at the press. So much so when my man's had to make a shirt saying, keep running your mouth. Yo, I've been trying to tell people about this Lions Only shit. And they get confused which Charlo's which. You know, Mel bit. Mel's the, the, Mel's the smaller one, and supposedly he got less power. What's that say about Maul? Mm-hmm. You know, Triple G and Canelo should just keep fighting each other and let everybody else in the division beat each other up because Canelo and Triple G going to get washed by some of these killers that are in there, man. I'm telling you. And they don't want no part of it. It looks like the Charlo's crisp and ready. But I was talking about Maul for a second. Let's get back to Mel. Kamel was in there like a predator man in the tall grass, just ready to get this cat to business. As soon as it happened, man. Money was trying to get up. Well, he wanted to get up, but his body was was on some hold me back bro shit because you could just tell that 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 uh, his wits was not responding to what his brain was telling him to do. My man was on the ground hurting bad. Felt bad for the guy. You don't ever want to go into a fight talking all kind of shit and then only end up lasting the first round. God damn. You had, a, I mean, the whole crowd was hyped. As soon as that shot landed, I, I mean. You see the replay. You see my man's chin get checked. He dipped right into it, too. Oh, man. Oh, man. He lucky will give him the boys the men's song because I don't know if this guy can make it back after a shot like that. Willa, what? 
I mean, did I don't okay. I didn't hear what your predictions was going to be last week, but I'm pretty sure you yeah, had Mel winning this fight. <laughs> so, uh, man, did you expect it to be over that soon? Because I was thinking, like, yo, if, if it was going to – I thought Mel would get him maybe, like, in the eighth round, ninth round. Maybe it was going to be a better fight like it was uh, projected to be. I thought it would have been, you know, not necessarily back and forth, but give a little here, take a little here, and then, you know, Mel, or Mel would end up finishing him off in the later rounds. Yeah, finishing about eight or nine is what I thought, but first round, that's just ridiculous, man. Yeah, man. Um, you know, of, of course I had Charlo. Uh Lubin being a young a young warrior trying to come out there and fight. Um I I gave him a little chance because he is, you know, he's pretty good. He's a pretty good boxer. He's just young. Uh, I think he's twenty two, twenty three in the game. So he just tried to come up too early and uh that's what I thought. I'm not going to hold this against him, and I'm not going to even, you know, go to the, you know, people are saying like you that he might not make it from this uh, after that hit. He, uh, you know, what happened was a guy talked shit. He got caught. Just the same as Jab Judah did. He tried to get up, and his body wasn't letting him get up. But he probably did get up by the 10 count. But because he was looking so crazy on the ground, the ref called it. And, you know, I'm not saying that's bad, good or bad. You know, he just got dropped. But he got up, and he talked afterwards. He looked like he was fine. He just got caught with a shot that he didn't see coming, and he, and he went down. Um, I think he'll be back. Like I said, he's 22, 23 years old, going against uh, one of the best junior middleweights in the game, and that's uh, Jamel Cacharlo. Um, we knew it was going to be a knockout uh like my like my old man said when we went to the uh the little training uh the little uh, media day, you know, I don't know I don't know, I haven't been to one of these before, but man that boy sure do hit hard. And uh he was right. Slept that guy with the little winky dink mid hook uppercut. Not, I don't know what it was. Not even a not even it. a full fledged shot. <laughs> yeah, just just something. Pow, lights out right on the temple. So, you know, that's the kind of power he has. Um, that puts him, I, you know, number two, number, uh, I don't know, he had a little better performance than Laura, but Laura fought same amount. I mean, I guess they're, they may be on the same level. I don't know. Um, I need to see him fight Laura. I don't give a shit about him fighting uh, um, uh, Hurd. I know uh J Rocket has already lost. What's my other name other guy's name from NY? Um I don't want to see him fight him either. Uh I forgot his why, name. I can't why you want, now, why you wanna see him why you wanna see him go straight in there with uh with Lar. You know that's his boy, man. But he's got to. We gotta see who's the best. I mean these two are obviously the top two. I wanna say Charlo's the best, but we really can't say that until they fight. So that's what I wanna see. Um that's gotta happen. Who gives a shit about Hurd? Uh, Hurd will get killed in there by, like I said, by Charlo. Easy. Like, he'll get knocked out pretty early. Um, Laurel probably yeah, will knock not, him out, not, but he'll, not ready. he'll work him. Yeah, Hurd isn't ready. And he's, he's yeah, Hurd is just power coming straight forward and getting taking shots. Laura isn't going to get tired. Um, anybody that can box and not get tired can uh, it will be able to beat, to beat Hurd. And Charlo's one of those guys. He would just knock him out. Uh, Charlo's making his point as the uh, the best junior middleweight in the game, 
And uh, like I said, the only way to prove that is to fight the best junior middleweight in the game, and that's Laura. So hopefully, or really it's Canelo, but uh, hopefully Laura. Oh, man. (laughs) You got to bring up the name Canelo, but since you did, I mean, damn, imagine if Charlo goes in there and gives Arislani Laura that work. Let's say he knocks Lara out. Canelo would be shivering in his fucking his little off-brand socks that they're making over from Mexico. He wouldn't want no part of him then. Uh, I mean, it looks like no the doubt. I used to with her. What's that? Yeah, at one point I thought I thought uh, Canelo would give Charlo that work pretty easily, but maybe not. Maybe not so easy, man. Maybe not so yeah, easy. So. I don't think That'll so. Be a good fight. <laughs> either of either of them. So that'd be a good fight. Yeah, I think I think Canelo and Triple G both realize what's out in the waters, so they probably just gonna fight five times in a row like Manny Pacquiao and Marquez did. Except they'll do it consecutively since the winner of that first or the result of the first fight with Manny and Marquez was a draw, just like the one we had uh, over in September, whatever day it was. I forget the date. The Mexican Independence Day, the 13th, 16th, like that. I'm not sure. Who knows? But yeah, man, Charlo really looked good out there. Um, I mean, the kid's big. The kid's really big. He hits hard. He hits like a truck. You know, we heard that bullshit uh, not too long ago in September also, somebody hitting like a truck. But this guy actually did, man. And, um, you know, man, uh, I, I, as as much skill as Arizona Lars displayed and all that, it's going to take him to be on his A game to, to keep a guy like Charlo off his A game. It's going to take him to, to really frustrate him in order to get that fight in his favor, I mean, he knows what kind of fight style that he has mastered with the Cuban boxing style. And with a young up-and-comer like Jamel Charlo, it'll be interesting if it was to go to the scorecards because Arizona Lara has been known to take his foot off the gas at times. And you think you're going to get over on the cards against an up-and-comer fighter where pretty much the whole boxing world is looking at the Charlos and they see money, they see dollar signs. The, the 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 Charlos right now already have overthrown, have dethroned anything that the Klitschko brothers have done as far as tag teaming and boxing. Already. I think they eclipsed everything that the Klitschkos have done thus far. They're the most exciting tag team in boxing today. And I don't think anybody could take them away from that. Who, who else you want to throw out there that's big timing? You don't want to <laughs> – I mean – you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, I think these guys are, are – uh, they are progressing very fast. And, you know, I thought that Arizona Lara was um, – was had, he had a great performance, a really, really solid performance. But, I mean, he was in there with somebody who, who, who shouldn't have been in there with him. He was a guy that nobody was worried about, and he's in there with one of the most dangerous guys uh, – Skill-wise, a guy can make you really look stupid, and Arizona Lara did that. Um, you know, um, that's something to see. I, I don't think it's going to happen right away because it looks like the herd fight will go down with Charlo. And after that, who knows? Will he want to get it on with, with Arizona Lara and, and, and just let's settle it all right now and, and unify in the in the division? Or will he want to end up moving up by that point in time and, and following in his brother uh, Maul's footsteps? So, you know, that remains to be seen. Um, you hear Arizona Lara talking all this shit about Triple G and all that, but he's been real content at staying at 154. Doesn't look like he's been any, making any kind of attempts to go to 160. 
even though, you know, he wrestles a weight class on the nightly, if you've seen how big his woman is. So I think that he could definitely, you know, move up in a weight class and, and have some success. But when you're moving up to 160 at this point in time, it's going to be uh, the lion's den where you might have two lions in there coming up real soon. And like I said, um, I don't think that it'd be safe for Triple G and Canelo to stop this little rivalry they got going right now because the waters is, is getting muggy out there. And, um, you know, it's a dog-eat-dog world right now with the Charlo brothers out there. And I think that Triple G and Canelo are wearing milk bone underwear. So we'll see how that goes down. But, I mean, am I getting a little ahead of myself, Willow, or do you think what the Charlo brothers have done thus far has eclipsed what the snooze fest that the fucking Klitschko's have put us through for what? I don't know how long it was. I mean, Vladimir was in for a decade. Vitaly retired a long time ago, but he's talking about coming back, uh, which you and Janelle obviously covered. I mean, we all knew Vitaly was a tough guy, and, and, and Vladimir was just the – you know, the little brother who, who had the big bro helping him out all the time. But I think that the uh, – do you agree with me that the Charlos have uh, by far taken that throne of the tag team of boxing? Or, or you know, I, I think Nino and them would probably say that I'm definitely getting ahead of myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're way ahead of yourself. Uh, we got to give respect to where respect is due. And what you're saying yeah. is total disrespect. You know, I – I'm a fan of the Charlos. Uh, I am now a bigger. I have a. I'm a bigger fan of the Charlos than I ever will be or were of the Klitschko brothers. But these guys held the belts for what two two years, maybe. Um, you know they got to do a little more. They can do it. Uh, maybe in a couple of years we'll talk about um, you know the unified brothers. Um, but until then. They haven't they haven't done anything yet. They've just begun. So to say they're better is like uh, you know saying the new day is better than uh, you know <laughs> Legion of Doom. You know they've done they haven't done enough. They might be cooler. They might wrestle better, but they haven't done enough to be even mentioned in the same space. So you know just slow your horses. You might be right. You might this might be a good prediction, but at this point. Uh yeah, I think you could, you're you're way off, completely off base. Well, they more entertaining. That's for goddamn sure than the jab and grab era that Klitschko had to put us through over ten years when there's no heavyweights that contend with them. And if somebody did, then his big bro took care of business. But it's all good. Hey, much respect. I got a lot of respect, Vladimir Klitschko, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, heavyweight legend for sure. Him and his brother. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about the entertainment factor as of right now. And the Charlo brothers is doing that work that nobody else named Klitschko was doing on a big scale. Um, well, I guess they did numbers pay-per-view-wise, but I'm talking about getting the crowd hype. You know, unless those weirdos over there in Central Europe are just getting ridiculous hype like we've seen at the Barclays Center over a couple of jabs by Klitschko and a couple grabs that follow much after, then, hey, I'm completely wrong. And we all know it's bizarre world over there anyway, so that might be the case. So who knows? But moving along, man, to have two crazy hype fights that were just, I mean, blood and guts, first fight, second fight. I mean, you want to say Bobblehead City, but he just put him straight to sleep. So it was just a, 
I mean, a one shot. <laughs> he just put him down on one shot. And then you had the technical matchup following up. Uh, I thought that the Mel Charlo fight should have been the, 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 the main event, which I figured it really was the real main event. But you got to give Arizona Lara his credit. The guy's been putting in work for a long time. He's uh, been uh, on a stoppage streak in his last recent fights. I mean, ever since he lost to Canelo, he figured, I can't let this shit go to the cards anymore. Was that the case, or was it the case of his opposition? Mm. You could take your, you could take the here and there with that. Um, but I've, I've always been a big fan of Arizona Lara. Uh, I thought that he definitely won the fight against Canelo. Um, Took him to school, but, you know, the politics and all that bullshit in boxing. It ain't boxing without a little bit of controversy, and we see that on a nightly basis when it comes to big fights. You know, just like Canelo's recent one he was in. It always follows that little freckle fuck around for whatever reason. Canelo, I, I'm not going to go there. But anyways, Arizona Law was in a, in a, in a really good fight, this, uh, this, this uh, showcase for him to showcase in his entire repertoire. I mean... You know, when you're talking about Arizona Lara, you're talking about one of the most dangerous southpaws because, like I said, on any given night, he can make you look foolish. He takes advantage of, of what you do best, and he takes that away from you. Arizona Lara should get a lot more credit than he does. He's, um, you know, he hasn't, really, he hasn't really tapped into the mainstream because of his fighting style. People want to see more, and, you know, I, I understand it. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, especially if you look at the competition that he has this last week. You know, uh, Terrell Gausha, um, not the biggest name out there. Um, you know, uh, management and all this makes the decisions, and uh, Arizona Lara just was out there to put his skills on display. I think that everybody wanted to see a fight like they had with the first two in the main event. And see Arizona Lara turn it up. I mean, he did drop the man when the crowd was booing. I really didn't understand why they were booing. I think that the crowd was a little too spoiled for the first two fights. And Arizona Lara caught money and uh, put him on his ass. You know, um, Lara has he has exceptional power. He does not. He's not the biggest puncher, but you know, he has a sharp knife of a straight hand that follows up. And, I mean, the guy is just well-rounded all around, one of the most gifted boxers in the game today. And, I mean, if you gave him a little bit more pop to his punches, I think that his his uh, name would be a lot more recognizable for the uh, casual fan base out there because he's got all the tools in the toolbox. It just depends which one he want to use on that night. And we've seen him stand in the pocket, which he did this last fight, and we haven't seen my man on his bicycle like he was in the Canelo fight, uh, circling the ring and uh, turning a lot of people off to what kind of fighting style he had on that particular night. Well, I already know you're about to be critical on this one, so I got to hear what you got to say about the Arizona Lara fight, my boy. What'd you think of it, man? Man, you know, Arizona Lara almost did what he was supposed to do. Um, showcase fight. This was a uh, junior middleweight showcase night. Um, first two fights were, were supposed to be a little closer, but his was the ultimate showcase. Um, had a young uh, young American Olympian out there, uh, overmatched. Um, crowd was booing because it was a little boring. Um, he did what he was supposed to do, sort of, but it wasn't wasn't that exciting. Um, you know, he made the guy look foolish. So, it, yeah, it was for the guy. 
I mean, I don't know how to explain it. It, it was just – he should have beat the guy up a little worse, even though he did stop him. Um, he should have did it earlier. You know, he had him looking – the guy looking crazy, you know, at some points. You know, I have him missed like six, seven shots in a row. Had him looking crazy, but it's like, you know, I think people are just getting tired of Laura. I mean, I think that's what it is. He's not he's not stepping up, and nobody gives a shit about him anymore. So he needs to do something. And, uh, you know, he could be one of the most talented. Um, like you said, you think he is. You think he's got all of them. We think. I think so also, except maybe a lot of power. I think he's got everything he needs except heart or except um, self-awareness or something that he doesn't have. Uh, that you know the reason why he's not a star is because of himself. It ain't about knocking out. You don't have to knock out everybody to be a, uh, to be a big name in this game. Um, you know, Andre, take Andre Ward for instance, the best in the game. He wasn't knocking everybody out, but you know, I I don't uh, you know, Lore is what he is, man. Until he until he takes another big fight, which he might never ever do. He might be done unless the, one of the Charlos gives us a fight. But until then. He's irrelevant. Damn. Yeah, man. And that night, you, you heard a chant that you don't ever want to hear if you're a guy that's in the ring. You're the crowd chanting, this is boring. You don't ever want to hear that, man. But like I said, I think that those fans were spoiled as shit from the first two fights. And none of those chumps out there that are cheering or chanting, not cheering, but chanting that type of bullshit for a fighter in there. They don't even have the guts to step in, to lace them up and go in a sparring ring for them to be so upset to have a fight like that. You know, it was a showcase fight where Arizona Lard didn't finish my man, you know, uh, just took him to, you know, checked him into the Cuban boxing school and uh, gave him a tap on his back on the way out, you know. Arizona Lard, he knew what he had to do, but he was not going to be foolish. And, and I always mention, you know, when the crowd gives you either that or any kind of treatment outside the ring or whatever, whatever, fuck them. The fans ain't in there paying your bill. So, I mean, I'm a fan just as much as anyone else, but I I have the the wherewithal and, and, and the, the smarts to know that, look, there's some of these boxers that I don't like these guys, some of them. Um, you can guess who they are if you've been listening to us over the years. But I'm not going to, you know, say that, you know, they're they're pussies or some shit like that because, you know, pretty much I think that it's safe to say any boxer that's in a uh in contention for anything today could kick my ass. Maybe except for Amir Khan. I bet you I go a few rounds with Khan. Um but 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 still though, I beat the shit out of Rod Salka too. I, I call that one. But um but for the most part, like, these fans that are blowing some shit like that, I get it. You know, it is what it is. You guys want to see some knockouts because you just seen two. And, um, you know, just shame on that Brooklyn crowd because those guys are, you know, they're, they're one of the real hotbeds in boxing that, that is uh, once the Barclays started, the Barclays been stupid hot. So, um, but at the same time, Arizona Lar does take part in that blame. I'm not completely defending the guy. You know, he should have picked it up a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't encourage that from a business standpoint. I encourage it from a fan standpoint. So, and at the end of the day, what is boxing? It's business. And we got a whole lot of suit and ties in boxing. And we got a whole lot of suit and ties with, uh, you know, with um, reptile skin with the snakes that we got in here. So <laughs> it is what it is, man. But that's not the only card of fights that we had going on that night. 
we had uh, my man Leo Santa Cruz getting his thing on. Uh, Will, are you a fan of this guy, Santa Cruz? Uh, what they used to call him, the king of L.A. or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of uh, Santa Cruz for sure. Um, Leo went in there. He, him and uh, Morris were out there for another showcase night, and uh, he did what he was supposed to do. Whoop the guy. Um, pretty sure. I was sort of, uh, let me make sure. That was early during the day. I think he stopped him. Correct. Yeah, they went. Uh, yeah, he got him in guy. the eighth round. Uh, yeah, he he got him in the eighth yeah, round. Uh, he was uh, he was accumulating a lot of punches, man. Yeah, just yeah. Oh no, no, that's what happened. Old boy, now now it's coming to me. Old boy, yeah, was just getting uh, just getting his ass whooped, um, and they stopped the fight. He wanted to fight, but you know that's a, that's another one of those stoppages that I understand, but I also do feel for the guy. You know. The whole time they were saying how hard his chin was, and he was proving it, just taking lick after lick. But, uh, you know, it was a good fight, great showcase. You know, Leo Santa Cruz did what he's supposed to do. And uh, just another showcase on PBC. Uh, so I'm not mad at him. And, um, yeah, just came off a tough fight. You come off a tough fight. Um, you came off of two back-to-back fights, right? Then you take your showcase. Yeah. And then you uh, maybe beat up uh, Morris. Yeah, I, I was hoping that uh I was hoping that we could get that uh trilogy with Carl Frampton a little sooner than than it looked it looked to be expected because they had they had really good two first fights, man. You know, um shit. It it was really good fights in fact. I mean it's been two years, uh it's been two years and some change since Leo Santa Cruz and Abner Mars got in a fight and that was a really good fight also. So you can't really uh you can't really be mad at what other what else comes forward uh, if it's either or because you know that little motherfucker Carl Frampton really proved a lot of people wrong last year when he was a uh, fighter of the year uh, the year before and had and had uh, uh, I mean unexpected performances from a guy who's so little with T Rex arms uh, I was uh, I was surprised when he beat Leo Santa Cruz the first time I was on record for picking Santa Cruz to to whoop his ass the first time they fought and uh, I hold that L for sure because. He did something that was unexpected, and and you know, uh, hats off to Leo Santa Cruz. I mean, the kid took the—I don't know if you could say he took that loss well, because he seemed like he was uh, on a different planet at the end of that fight, with involved with not not with losing his wits, but involved with the fact that he couldn't believe that he lost the fight, uh, something that he hadn't experienced as a pro. But he went back to the drawing board, came back very sharp, very efficient against Carl Frampton. I mean, uh, something that I didn't think that, that he could do as far as the way his style goes on. You know, uh, with uh, this Mexican style that he that the earthquake has um, is a very interesting style. You always see him twitching his hand during the fight, and a, a complete fighter who's in uh, in a feel for the fight. You know what I mean? Um, Leo Santa Cruz is definitely a fighter that I like to watch fight because he accumulates punches so well, and, and you know, that's basically what happens. But guys get punched out, and then, you know, you can't really do a whole lot besides that. So, um, you know, uh, Chris Avalos, a well contender, you know, uh, WBA Super World, uh, Super World Featherweight title match. I just didn't think he belonged there right now at this point in time. Um, but, hey, I'm not mad at the result. Uh, I wasn't mad at the 
eyes that they got going on Fox TV. And Leo Santa Cruz, definitely a fighter who you have to give some credit to because, like I said, I thought he was a one-dimensional fighter, and he proved that he could go to the drawing board, make make uh, a critical decisions to his fight game, his style, and make the adjustments that's necessary in order to knock off a guy like he did Carl Frampton. You know, he was at the bad end of a stick uh, in, in 2016, and he made it. He made up for it in 2017. So uh, early in the year, January 28th. But um, moving forward, after the Avalos win. It seemed like that was a, 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 a gimme for him, you know, just a stay busy type fight. Didn't take no real damage, dished it out a whole lot. Um, but yeah, whatever comes first, whether it be Mares or Carl Frampton, I don't know what the little jackals got coming up for him. I know he had a fight that was set up in uh, in Ireland, but it was uh, it was changed. It was uh, Horacio Guerrera. I cannot remember what happened, but there was a, uh, I believe he was supposed to have a fight with somebody who slipped in the shower and fucked his, his cheek up or something like that and uh, got a pretty big gash on him. So I don't know if he had a, ended up getting something situated about that or whatnot, but um, always something, always something in boxing. If you could have yeah, he's either fighting, or right uh, now. He's fighting Horatio Garcia on the, in the, uh, should be coming up in November, right? Or, Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. If it, if it's in it's November, that's bad. fine. Cause, oh god. <laughs> well, that would be interesting to see, just because we're gonna see those maniacs out there, and we might even see old Irish uh, Patty Mayonnaise, uh seeing him out there with ridiculous amount of beer in his hand. Beer in <laughs> yeah. one lotion in the <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's gonna have his beer in one hand and lotion in the other, and he's gonna have his little sidekick, the Irish Stoner, rubbing his back. <laughs> you know, it's Hitman. He had a Hitman long ago back on the other show, and he was a, uh, you know, the Irish are not known for being the smartest people, but Irish Patty, you know, he decided to get a Hitman on me, which ended up turning into, you know, obviously going after somebody backing me up, Willa, and. You just can't have stoned out hippies trying to come at me because if somebody's going to come at me, you better bring it, man. You better bring a lunch, all that shit. And if you're just coming on here with some stoner talk, I don't think he even showed up to the show. He was too afraid. I was telling him to come on. And I think he was on the line for about a, a, a cup of coffee and hung up. You know, the lights get too bright. But old Patty Mayonnaise, man, if you're going to send a hit, man, at somebody, if you're going to shoot for the king, you bet not miss. So, it'd be, you know, it'd be interesting to get Irish Patty on if we could get him talking about that fight because I'm pretty sure, I mean, he's still back at the crib right now watching, you know, amateur film of Carl Frampton in his underwear. Might be butt-ass. I don't know. But I know for damn sure he's got a house full of Carl Frampton shit on the wall from the newspaper, a couple posters. I mean, he probably wishes that Carl Frampton would do the ma- uh, the body mag edition for ESPN. Might have a hookup like that in Ireland. I don't know. But <laughs> if, if we could get him against Leo Santa Cruz right away, I think that'd be the fight I'd rather I'd rather see that fight instead of the Abner Mars fight. If you could have either or Willow, which one are you looking for? You're looking for the, the Battle of LA with uh, the, the 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 Mexican Abner Mars who Mexicans don't like because he speaks eloquent English, and they go for the guy who says Yumbo Yak and, and Leo Santa Cruz? Or would you rather have 
the little Irish potato, Carl Frampton, get back in there with Leo Santa Cruz. If you could have it your way, what would you pick, my man? Uh, I want to see him versus Barres. Like we we've seen the Frampton fight. Uh, not that I don't want to see that again, but me, I preferably. I see Mares looking like this is his second coming. You know, um, you know Abner used to be one of my one of one of my favorite boxers, and then he sort of you know he hit a dry spell, but I think he's switched his game up. Maybe I, I want to say he's not getting hit as much, but he was still getting hit uh, on Saturday. But uh, you know, I like Abner Mares. I want to see the Mexicans go at it. We've already seen. We've already seen him and Lil Frampton go at it uh, just last two fights. So, uh, me, I, I, I'd rather see him fight Mares. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. I don't think that Carl Frampton could do anything. I think Leo Santa Cruz got him figured out after that first fight. And if anybody paid attention to the fight over at, uh, was it in Carson at the StubHub? I believe it was. Uh, beautiful, beautiful place over there. Uh, it's a damn shame the San yeah, Diego Chargers can't sell that. They can't sell that shit out. <laughs> but um, hey, yeah, this weekend he was in a fight with uh, Andres Gutierrez, and I believe it was stopped early because my man was just a bloody mess, man. I mean, he was getting murked. That left eye, he had an ugly, ugly gash on it, man, to to the point where it couldn't be continued. And ladies and gentlemen, let's get this straight. We understand that California boxing, the commission is a little different. Uh, from Las Vegas, Nevada, but there is one thing that is certain, and it kind of goes back to the Abner, or excuse me, the the Austin Trout fight. The New York Commission is always trying to stop a fight early. If there's a cut in a fight and the fight is sanctioned in New York, you will see that doctor show up a lot. You will see that doctor looking for any reason to stop this fight, and if a fighter gives them any indication that you're ready to quit, just like Austin Trout did, then the fight will be stopped. Make no mistake about it. And if this was in New York where Abner Mars, you know, went straight up, she's greater on my man's eye, it would have been stopped uh, uh, a lot sooner than it did in Carson. So if just think about that, folks. If the fight was going on in New York, it would have been stopped sooner. But the way it was going on in Carson, Abner Mars was, man, I mean, well, let's give Andres Gutierrez a little bit of credit. My man's blocked a lot of shots with his face. <laughs> uh, Willard, yo, I'm with you on that one, though. I, I kind of wanted to see the, the Carl Frampton fight more than the Abner Mars fight, but I think he swayed me on that one because we know what Carl Frampton's going to bring to the table. But Abner Mars, he brings that style where, where it is that Mexican-style fight. And that was a really good fight, man, when they fought uh, whatever year it was when, when Sugar Green was over there complaining about the PBC being a piece of shit, and, well, look at the process. PBCs turned out to be pretty damn good, but that first fight that Abner Mars had with Leo Santa Cruz over at the Staples Center was um, one of my favorite fights of that year. Uh, and, and you don't necessarily need a knockout either by either or guy to have a great fight, and that was a great fucking fight. So I probably want to see that one. I'm probably right there with you to see the Mars or Santa Cruz Mars too. But the uh, Mars fight, did you see that fight, my man? Did you think that? Uh, it should have been stopped earlier, or if they should have let it go, or uh, you know, I, I'm always yeah, no, they should have stopped that. Yeah, they should have stopped that a long right. time ago. That boy was leaking. Um, you know, I don't think. Uh, I, yeah, I just remember watching it and sitting back saying these guys leaking. I know they stopped it, and then they went to the cards, right? So maybe they wanted 
they didn't want Abdomaris to get a uh, non-decision or anything like that. So they let it go a little longer so they can go to the cards. I could see some shit like that happening. You know, I was low key watching. I just saw him putting in work against the bum, another showcase. He had a bloody in there. Um, Abdomaris did exactly what he was supposed to do. Um, all in all, I would say the week, um, everybody did what they were supposed to do, um, except maybe Laura a little bit. Uh, Trout, I mean, not Trout, uh, Hurd did what he could do. He was supposed to go out there and beat up an old, uh, uh, older Trout, and he did. Uh, Morris did his work. Uh, Santa Cruz did his work. Charlo definitely did his work. And uh, Laura did his work. So everybody got their showcase. It was a good showcase weekend, a good fight, good boxing, and, uh, yeah. Um, I don't think anything's going down next week, but it was it was a hell of a week of boxing this last weekend. Show. No, a hell of a week of boxing, man. And, you know, um, I'm not sure what the schedule looks like for next week, but regardless, there's always some shit going on in the sport, man. You just had Pulev pull out uh, due to an injury against Anthony Joshua. Who's to step in to replace that fight? I think I, I, I know of a guy who, who could possibly step in, you know. Uh, Luis Ortiz Word uh, Crack that ass real nice if if AJ had the balls to sign up for that fight because we all know that's the only reason Luis Ortiz didn't pass that test is because uh, he's he's an old man he got to take them pills for his high blood pressure man I mean nobody better question me about no shit I'm taking whenever I get that old and I got to take some pills for my high blood pressure because I'm I, I can't tell the future but I think that I will have some high blood pressure at an early age whenever I'm an old man so I hope that they don't. Uh, Hope that they don't Chizora use that. Uh, man, I'm tired of hearing Chizora. That guy, he might back out too. He always want to get a big fight, and then as soon as time, as soon as it comes down to get down, he's one of those guys that disappears on fight night too. So I wouldn't be surprised if the same shit happened. But if it's if it's AJ and Chizora, so be it. Uh, Anthony Joshua, you scared of Wilder. You know you scared of Wilder. So. uh Let's just get rid of this shit, man. We're ready to move on, man. But, um, yo, my man Willa, great, great wrap up for uh, great fights coming up. Sorry about yesterday. You know, like I told the listeners, I had a, a very powerful cookie that I wasn't expecting yesterday, and uh, that was about you know a, a time where it, you couldn't hear the alarm that I had set at five o'clock. So that's my mistake. But hey, we got it back on today, and uh, shit, man, it's always good shooting the shit with you. Uh, my my brother, man. So it, my brother in podcasting, tag team champion of the world. You got anything you want to go out on, my man? Oh uh, no, let's go Astros. That's it, bro. There it is, Houston Strong, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today, this fine evening. I uh, want to give a, a a quick shout out to all the people in Northern California dealing with that crazy fire. It's looking like hell on earth, man. We all got your back out here, California Strong, from this side of the way to Houston Strong, to where my man's is at. And uh, we just want to say we'll be back here on Sunday. There will be no kind of stuff in between that will stop me from having a great show on God's Day. I've already been sick for my calendar year, so I'll be good for the next two years to go. And ain't nothing going to stop me. White girl syndrome is out the window. I done got the flash from the phone, and the teacups ain't working no more. So, ladies and gentlemen, come Sunday. We will be back. It is the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. You know what time it is. We out. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.